Well, good morning. It's good to see you. My name's Jeff Ross. I'm one of the associate pastors here at Roswell Methodist Church, and uh, I'm happy to be with y'all here in Chapel Roswell. Uh, I get to do this every once in a while and kind of wander through, so it's good to see some familiar uh, faces and uh, look forward to meeting some new folks uh, today. So today is, uh, we've been celebrating graduation. Uh, we've had things going on all over campus today and really the, the last couple of weeks uh, getting ready. And uh, so uh, in just a moment, uh, Colin and Leah are going to come up and we're going to kind of talk about uh, the church and faith and uh, what that looks like and where they're going to go uh, going forward. Uh, but I just wanted to start with a scripture passage from uh, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. And in that uh, uh, section of scripture, uh, Jesus is uh, having a conversation with some folks, but it leads to a really important uh, question uh, that I think for graduates and for really all of us uh, how we, how we answer that and, uh, is, is pretty good, Not e whether we're in a healing situation or just thinking about the next step in our lives. So let's look at this. It says, after this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep's gate, there was a pool uh, called in Hebrew Bethzetha, which has five porticos, and in these lay many ill, blind, lame, paralyzed people. One man was there who had been there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he'd been there for a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? The ill man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. And when the water is stirred up and while I'm making my way, someone steps down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, stand up, take your mat and walk. All at once, the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now, this was a Sabbath. May God add his blessing to our reading and hearing and understanding of his word. So a couple of questions that, that Jesus asked um, and, and an instruction. First was, do you want to be made well? And uh, the second was, take up your pallet and walk. And so uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, it seems like in, in that situation that, that Jesus should have known the answer to that question. Of course the guy wants to be made well. Um, sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, sometimes we're stuck in a place and uh, we're, we're trying to figure out what's next and how do we get there. And sometimes that's kind of paralyzing. Uh, and then the, the last question where Jesus says, take up your, or statement where Jesus says, uh, pick up your pallet and walk. So there's instructions to begin to move. Now, a, a question that guy might have asked was, well, where do I go? What do I do? Uh, and, and all of those questions are valid questions. What, what do I do next? I've, I've been like this for 38 years. What's next? How do I get there? How does this happen? <laughs> well, all of those questions that we don't know the answers to, but Jesus' instructions are just pick up your pallet and walk. Just begin the journey. And sometimes, isn't it, that that's so hard for us just to take a step. But once we take a step, often uh, things come together. A few years ago when I retired, 
uh, I had kind of a plan, uh, and I began to walk in that direction. Uh, my life is totally different than what I thought it was going to be, uh, but I started taking a step, and then things amazingly began uh, to work out and take shape, and choices were, were pretty easy, but it took that first step, right? Uh, and that's often uh, the case, uh, is just beginning. Uh, there's a, a, a great movie that I like, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Maybe you remember that uh, or have seen that where uh, Indiana Jones and his father are looking for the Holy Grail. And they come to a scene where they're, they're in kind of a, a rocky place with a big chasm, uh, kind of like this down below. Uh, and um, uh, Indiana Jones knows that the Holy Grail is in a little cave, but it's across the way and there's no path. It's just stepping out into nothingness. And he's yelling back and forth to his dad. And they realize that the answer to the riddle is stepping out in faith, which is uh, a lot of the struggle that we have sometimes, isn't it? We don't know where, we want to know the answers and we want to know how everything falls out. And then we can take that, take that step. But Indiana Jones has to first take a step and lean into the path that he hopes is there. Uh, but it's a little scary because he can't see the path. But once he takes the step, the, the path illuminates uh, and it's there. Uh, that's a common theme in the Old and New Testament, too. Um, God tells Abraham to follow him, but Abraham has no idea what's going to happen, where he's going to go. Uh, but all through the New Testament, Paul talks about the faith of Abraham because he took that step without knowing uh, what was in front of him. Moses was called by God to, uh, to lead a group of people. Didn't know how to do that or how this was supposed to work. When they get to the Red Sea, uh, Moses just is instructed to walk and <laughs> hope that something good happens and the sea parts. Uh, those are all the kinds of things that you just don't know until you step out. We're we're, we're so conditioned to want to know the answer to every question, and life's just not like that most of the time. Uh, some folks map out life and everything, and it goes really well, but that's not generally uh, the way it goes. There's surprises. There's things that uh, change. There's things that are, are different. When I went to college, I was going to be a doctor of veterinary medicine. I loved animals, and... I was going to do it. Well, about halfway through my uh, first semester in college, I had a, a girlfriend who was already a, a year or so in the program, and she was on call. She got a phone call that she needed to help with a surgery. So she said, Jeff, come along. I, I went to the surgery on a horse, and I knew really quickly that veterinary medicine wasn't going to be my career path. Uh, so I had to look for something else. But it's funny, isn't it? How you get in your head, this, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, but uh, uh, life has a way of kind of helping you uh, get on the, the, the right path. And so um, taking that step, Jesus uh, says to the man, take up your pallet. And walk, and so I'm sure we could go around with uh, lots of stories of how uh, we uh, stepped out in faith, and uh, God opened a door that we didn't know was there, 
And we began to, uh, to find uh, our place and our path. Uh, it, it, it's sort of fundamental in our faith that we believe that God is with us, uh, that God is going to, to guide and lead us. And if we step in faith, if we walk with God, if we pray, we trust, uh, we believe that God will find ways to bring the right people uh, into our lives and into the path that we take. Uh, and so as, as all of our uh, graduates go in different directions, uh, part of our prayer as a church is that God's there with them, uh, opening doors, introducing uh, uh, people and places uh, and events and things to help us stay uh, on the right path. So as you think of our graduates and uh, think of the folks that are uh, have been a part of, of the church and graduates in your own families and, and lives, folks in your neighborhoods and things, uh, that, uh, uh, that the direction, the, the ideas that they need aren't coincidences, uh, but that God is with us, guiding and leading uh, and empowering. And so with that, I want to bring up uh, Leah and Colin and uh, ask them to come and join me. And uh, we're going to talk to them a little bit about uh, their adventure here and uh, what's next in their lives. So welcome. Good that, that uh, or thanks for, for joining us. I know you've already had a busy morning with uh, things and events and uh, uh, celebrations. And I think you have one more to go. Isn't there a lunch or something? Baccalaureate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Baccalaureate too. So yeah. So um, we have children, and um, they uh, the the intent and hope is that they grow up and uh, kind of make a life of their own. So Leah, how ha what are some of the ways in which you've uh, thought about that and prepared yourself and and Colin as well? Well, I think you know being involved here at RUMC has been such a huge part of our lives. Um, we moved here from New Hampshire back in 2008 and looked at different churches and really felt at home here. And so we, we got pretty involved right away. Um, both my kids have taken part in Roswell Kids and um, also Roswell Student Ministry, and I've kind of followed alongside them uh, volunteering, starting teaching kindergarten and first grade all the way through elementary. Um, I've spent the past several years, six I think it is, um, leading a group of girls uh, who are graduating alongside Colin. So it's been quite the journey, and Colin has been a part of that as well. Excellent. Great. And so, Colin, uh, where are you headed? What's next for you? I am headed off to Western Kentucky University in the fall, where I hope to become a hotel manager through which I'm going to study hospitality. Excellent. Western Kentucky, what, how did you make that choice? Because of the hospitality program, or you just like the area? Well, I had never been to the area but, I mean, um, I just looked at schools all over the southeast for an autism program because I have a high-functioning autism diagnosis. And 
I mean, like, there were several schools. I mean, like, some that my ACT score was not good enough. Like, some, <laughs> like, in um, Florida. I mean, I'm just not – I don't really like Florida too much because it, it's too hot. And I, and, I, and, I mean, um, and, I mean, when I narrowed it down um, to my last three schools, um, I looked at – I applied to Tennessee at Chattanooga and Georgia College in Milledgeville. And Georgia College does not have the great program that the other two schools had. And Tennessee did not have a hospitality major. So that's how I ended up at WKU. Great. Great. Go to Hilltoppers. Yeah, go Hilltoppers. (laughs) Okay. Good deal. So, um... With Colin being a, a good bit of ways in Kentucky, how do you, uh, you've stayed in touch and been a part of his life through all of this, so how, how does that happen in long distance? A lot of driving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of phone calls. Um, you know, we, we plan on, on visiting Kentucky quite a bit, but Colin is extremely independent. He's ready to make this next transition. Um, I think he was ready probably a year ago, <laughs> according to him. Um, but, you know, we're nervous, of course, but, but he's ready. Well, good, good, yeah. Um, so, Colin, you've been a part of the church, uh, sounds like, for a while, most of your life here. So how, do, how does that uh, continue, or how do you carry that over into college? Mm. What I will continue doing in college is, like, use this thing that's really helped me, like, get involved with stuff. Because, I mean, like, back in the day, like, I was kind of more of the stay-at-home kind of guy. I mean, did I stay at home? No. But, I mean, (laughs) like, a lot of this stuff, like, really helped me, like, want to get out of the house. And, I mean, what... I'm also going to continue doing is like my aspect that's like really encouraged me like to to help others and like think about other people other than just myself and I mean like provide service work and such good good there uh, there should be a lot of ways to do that and activities and groups to get involved in so Leah um, this uh, this Sort of transition can be a great time of growth. How, how do you see that happening both with yourself and with Colin? I think this is an exciting new stage, you know, for both of us. Um, it, it was really bittersweet to, you know, say so long, not a full goodbye, but a so long and a good luck to the girls I've been teaching for so many years now. And also, you know, to see Colin go off. But I think there's a huge opportunity for great, you know, growth academically and spiritually, too. So I'm, I'm very comforted to know he's going to continue on his path and, and for me as well. Good. And Colin, what about you? What's your hopes for both you and your, your mom? Well, I am hoping that for my family, that they will help out my brother that is sitting right over there um, get ready for college as well, because, I mean, he'll be a junior in high school next year, and so around that point is where he will start looking at colleges and start thinking about what he wants to do after he graduates high school, and I'm sure that 
it'll probably be an interesting change, like, for my family with me not being at home all the time anymore. I mean, I'll be around for, like, breaks and stuff like that, like my winter break and a little bit during my Thanksgiving break. But, I mean, I bet it'll probably feel like how it was, like, several years ago, like, when I like before my brother was even born yet or maybe even like before I was even born yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, well. not quite the same. We'll miss you terribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of those uh, transitions have a way of changing family dynamics. And, and so, uh, but it's a part of growing up and moving out and changing and celebrating uh, new things. Uh, how has, Leah, how has uh, parenting uh, impacted your faith? Uh, what are the takeaways of that? I think, you know, it's been such a, a rewarding gift um, and the greatest challenge all rolled into one. Um, we've definitely leaned on, you know, our faith and on God quite a bit. Um, I couldn't have done it without my partner in crime, my husband, who is sitting over there. <laughs> who's been a tremendous help to Colin, um, you know, every step of his life and, you know, helping him through scouts and all the way to Eagle Scout. So, um, as well as school and I don't know how many homework sessions. So (laughs) it's, it's been quite a journey. Good, good. And then, um, Colin, what, uh, what about, uh, the, Maybe uh, a highlight or, or something that your uh, parents have taught you or that you have uh, learned from the church and your activity here that it's kind of uh, the, the big takeaway for you. So what my parents have really helped me with is understand that it's important to go to church. And I mean, like, just in general, Because, I mean, like, when I was way younger, I didn't really know or understand, like, what the importance was. And also, I mean, like, I also learned that going to church, it's not just to have fun, but also to learn, like, valuable lessons. And, I mean, that will impact your life permanently. And, I mean, like, um, the greatest accomplishments that, you will remember for the rest of your life. And I mean, that that will really help you throughout your path in life. Good. Yay. So, um, Leah, uh, what, how can the church, uh, because we've got a lot of, uh, every year we've got folks graduating and, and going off. What's the What's the one thing or maybe a couple things that, that, that you would hope the church would remember about families in this sort of transition that could be helpful? I would say, you know, a couple things. One is just continue to pray um, and practice prayer uh, regularly. It's extremely helpful, you know, leaning on God. Um, because, you know, for the, for the kids in the room, God is with you, you know, every step of the way. Um, it can feel like a long journey to get to, to graduation, but you have the love and support of your, cheer, your church community and God as well. Um, I would say to parents, um, some of you might have been in this room when uh, 
our girls group college intern, Elizabeth McDonald, came and spoke um, about her experience helping out and volunteering. She's now on a mission in Sierra Leone bringing <coughs> villages their water, clean water. Um, you know, it's, it's so impactful um, and such a gift to, to take that time and to volunteer and to serve in the name of the church. And if you're not doing that now, there are many ways that you can uh, serve through RUMC, so I highly encourage that. It's, it's been so meaningful in my life um, and in my growth and my faith, so I encourage you. Great. Thanks. And then, Colin, what about, what about you? What, as you go off to school, what, uh, what ways can the church be supportive to you? Well, I am going to try to make time to stay involved in my faith, and I mean, like, find a church in Bowling Green, Kentucky that I will be able to go to and that that will fit me well, that will be just as good as this church. (laughs) And hopefully people will pray for me that I will be successful throughout my career path and that I will be successful, and I will also find a good church. Okay, well, we can, uh, we can do that. Um, we have a, a great theologian, uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, wrote a book a number of years ago, Oh, the Places You'll Go. It's one of my favorite books. Um, and we wanted to give you that uh, as uh, it's a, a, a book of encouragement that uh, God is with you and uh, that your church is behind you. And we just pray God's blessings on you and all of our graduates uh, as we go forward. Let me uh, pray for us. God, thank you this day for your work in our lives, for all the graduates here, not only uh, just at the church, but in this community around the world. Uh, So many challenges in our world today. And we just pray your blessing on this group uh, as they go and... uh, uh, and share and live into the gifts and talents and abilities that you've given them. We thank you for uh, Colin and Leah and their family, uh, and just pray your blessing over them. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.